I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. This is episode six of the podcast. And on today's episode, we are talking about Ugly Dolls. Yes, and it comes out in theaters on Friday, May 3rd. So a couple of weeks from now, about? Yeah. I guess, yeah, next week. So Uh we're doing a little preview about that movie. I know, Ezra, you've been talking about that movie a lot in the past few weeks. So I'm excited to dig into that film. Yeah. With you. But first, let's talk about the news. This Friday, Avengers Endgame will be released, the fourth and final film of the Avengers series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, and so that's the conclusion for the Avengers Quadrology? What's the term for four? I don't think Quadrology sounds about right. (laughs) It sounds about right. So it also coincides with the release of the last season of Game of Thrones. So we have these two franchises that are coming to an end this year. Yep. Or at least the current stories that are being told. Yeah. I'm sure there will be future Marvel films with Avengers, and there might be a future show that's related to Game of Thrones. Like a spinoff or something. Uh, Yeah, I think I heard talks of like a prequel show based on Game of Thrones. But as it is now, both of those franchises are coming to an end. Yeah. So I'm um, excited to see how they end. And a new musical, stage musical, will be coming this fall in November based on DreamWorks Animation's Trolls, and it'll take a world tour in next spring of 2020. Okay. Has DreamWorks done any live shows for other movies? That yeah, they- like Madagascar, I think, and also How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. Does Shrek have one? Uh, yeah, there was a Broadway musical called Shrek the Musical. But it's a, this is a different kind of musical. Gotcha, gotcha. Coming to Disney Plus when it launches this November will be two spinoff shows to Toy Story 4. And also, The Simpsons will be moving to Disney Plus following Disney's acquisition of Fox. Right. Something I read about Disney Plus, uh, one article figured out that it'll only have 20% of the amount of content that Netflix has. But the fact is, is that Disney has so many iconic titles and properties now that it's more about quality than quantity. Yeah, I get it. And Nintendo Labo, the VR headset has come out, and I'm I'm sure it's improving from the failed Virtual Boy from the 90s. Right, they've had about... 20 years, I guess. What What is it? Is it, is it the cardboard? Cardboard for Nintendo Labo, yeah. which is an accessory for Nintendo Switch. Awesome. awesome. Also, the Minecraft movie, which is originally scheduled for May 24th, 2019, but it was temporarily taken off schedule due to problems with the director, is now scheduled for released on March 4th of 2022. Wow. It'll be based on the popular video game Minecraft. Right. So that's a three-year delay? Yeah, because they but they did hire new directors after this one Man. dropped out. That's pretty wild, though, that it's so soon to when it was supposed to be released. But I'm excited it's going to come out in just a few years from now. Sure, sure. It'll be interesting. It sounds like an interesting story. Yep. Also, Paramount is developing a live-action CGI movie based on the Mighty Mouse cartoons. Okay. And um, Rovio and Namco Amusements have revealed that there will be an Angry Birds golf attraction happening in the UK. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a golf course that's all Angry Birds themed. Oh, interesting. Recently at the Hollywood and Highland Center, I went to the Samsung Experience pop-up, which I thought was cool with the Samsung technology, like Galaxy and tablets and cool stuff they had. 
Cool. What what were some of the highlights for you? I had took a survey where I got to tab some of their free souvenirs, some of their Samsung's merchandise, and I also did augmented reality of a future city with their phones, with, oh, with a little model they had. Cool. They also had Fortnite, and I had pictures taken, cool. and I did some exercising with their band. Yeah, it was really cool. Their band? Do you mean like a... Their watch. Their similar watch. to Apple Watch, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so I think that's it for the news. And now it's time for feature presentation. Do you honestly think your little band of sock puppets stands a chance here? It's probably better if you just go back where you belong. Are we really not good enough for the big world? You know what? We're not going anywhere. (gasps) What? Our flaws make us who we are. Those are all worth fighting for. Hard pass. Ew, ew, ew. Another swing, another miss. We can be pretty lovable. Isn't that right, gibberish cat? Nothing is going to stop us now. We have to save him. Leave him. He's a lost cause. He's gone forever. I'm over here! There's nothing we could have done. You do know that Lou is gonna make it super hard for you. Well, I say bring it on, Louis! Oh my doll. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, I know, Ezra, you've been talking about this movie, Ugly Dolls, for a long, long time now. Even yeah, now. since November when the trailer first premiered. Right, and you are very excited for it. So tell me, why are you excited about this movie? Looks colorful, cute, and funny, and it's a musical with some songs. Mm-hmm. Do you like musicals? Yeah, I do. Awesome. But this animated musical film will be a comedy, so it, it'll be a really funny animated musical movie. Nice. Yeah, so the movie, it is based off a line of toys called the Ugly Doll. Which are stuffed animals. Right, but like ugly versions of stuffed animals. Um, And that's kind of the whole point, is that they don't look like your typical dolls. Yeah. And we'll certainly be talking about movies that have been based off toys, because Ugly Dolls is definitely not the first film to have that distinction. Before we get into that, let's just talk a little bit more about what we know about Ugly Dolls. So could you tell us, for example, who it was written and directed by? Directed by Kelly Asbury, who directed Shrek 2, Nomeo and Juliet, and Smurfs the Lost Village. Right, so he has had a lot of experience with animated films, and especially animated films, I think, that have a comedic bent to them. But what's really impressive is the cast that the movie has been able to line up. As you said, it's a musical, so they've brought on a lot of musical talent. Yeah, with Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas, Janelle Monet, Blake Shelton, Wang Lehome, Pitbull, Wanda Sykes, Gabriel Inglesias, Emma Roberts, Baby Rexa, Charlie XCX, and Lizzo. Yeah, so a lot of big name talent. And it's about a, a group of misfit dolls called Ugly Dolls who can't come from a place called Uglyville where they go into a world of other dolls who are fashionable and are models, but these ones who are outcasts are not fashionable or models, and all the other dolls think that they're just not right like the other ones are. Right. But the Ugly Dolls have a mission, kind of similar to the premise in Toy Story, where they want to be connected with a kid who will play with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and else, but the main character is Moxie, the leader, who is a pink ugly doll. And Nick Jonas voices Lou, who is the villain. Who's one of the, like, the perfect dolls. And, and he's fashionable, but he's also, but he's secretly very evil. Right. Yeah, and so this film, it seems like it's going to play out that classic trope of what you look on the outside isn't all that matters. It's also Yeah, that's what the lesson is. Right. And Blake Shelton voices Ox, the green ugly doll, who's the unofficial mayor of Uglyville. Janelle Monet voices Mandy, a lonely perfect doll, who's a model who befriends the ugly dolls. Pitbull voices Ugly Dog, Moxie's best friend, who's the blue one, and Wanda Sykes voices Wage, the orange one, who's a chef. Right. And I will say my inside source, who has seen the film already, his favorite character is actually Ugly Dog. The blue one. Yeah. So Pitbull has some rat verses in the movie, and he just raps about how he's an ugly dog. And my friend really liked that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, again, really talented cast. With some really colorful characters. And they, they've sort of formed their own society. Where we're like, mutated ones have, like, weird heads and faces, and some have one eye, and some are missing an eye. Right. Or some have funny ears or legs, and some are shaped like weird creatures. Essentially, they're different from what would be considered perfect. The film I know is based on a line of toys, and they've also become comics and cartoons. Right. Yeah, so let's talk about the toys themselves a little bit. Like the movie, the line of toys is called Ugly Dolls. And it actually has a pretty cute story about how it was started. So the creators, David Horvath and Soon-Min Kim, they were writing long-distance letters to each other. Kim had just, she had just left the country. She was here on a student visa, I believe. And I think they're now married, but this was before they were married. Yep. They were writing letters to each other. And in one of the letters, Horvath drew a little ugly creature. And sort of as a joke, Kim then sewed a stuffed animal based on this drawing. And Horvath just thought it was so cute that he brought it to his friend, who was the owner of Giant Robot, the store. And the friend said, send me some more. And... The rest is kind of history. They started a line of dolls and then they created stories around these ugly dolls and celebrating their differences, celebrating their ugliness, which in sort of the ugly doll universe isn't a bad thing. It's just what makes every person unique and special is is all these weird differences that they have. Yep, and ugly dolls, some of the toys they've released have had collaboration with brands like Hello Kitty and Batman and Gund. And there's even been books and cartoons for them. And there's even been books from the same creator as the cartoons called Bossy Bear. Like there have been two books of Bossy Bear released in 2007 and 2009 about a bear who's bossy and rude to others and who's kind of selfish and greedy. Interesting. Do you have any ugly dolls yourself? I don't think so, but I've seen others who have. Yeah, Yeah, they they just look like cool little toys. That they're ugly, but in a cute way. Exactly. There's even been an ugly dolls like card game released. Mm-hmm. which won a Best Toy Award, and it was made from a more independent third-party game publisher called GameRight. Interesting. Have you played that game? I don't think so, but I just read about it online now. Ugly Dolls is certainly not the first film to be based on a line of toys. There have been several movies based on toys, and I think perhaps the one of the first and one of the most famous is Transformers. Yep. That started out as a line of toys, then it got made into a show, then that got made into a movie... 
uh, first an animated movie and then later on as live action films. I heard that Paramount is developing an animated film of that again. Of Transformers? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's just one of the interesting things because it literally was just toys Mm -hmm. and the show was started basically one big advertisement for the toys. Uh, but now it's just taking on its own life. So yeah, Transformers is perhaps the first and one of the most famous, but there have certainly been other ones. Like Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy, those classic dolls have been made into a classic animated film. And so has Care Bears and My Little Pony, which got a new one, Legos and Rainbow Bright. Mm-hmm. Barbie is going to in like a year from now. And Barbie's been made into TV shows and direct-to-video films. And so has... G.I. Joe is a good example. G.I. Joe is a great example, yeah. And so is, I think Hot Wheels has been made into direct-to-video movies and shows and is going to be made into a live-action film. So in your perspective, what makes these shows stand out that are based on toys? That it gives big public impact. How so? Because people like the toys and they also like the... The movies and shows they do for them. Right, yeah. I think that's an interesting part that it creates these stories surrounding these toys and so they almost take a bigger life. I feel like if Transformers the toys never got a TV series or, or a series of movies that we probably wouldn't remember them, uh, remember the toys specifically yeah. to the same degree that we do today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also... Coming later this year will be Playmobil, based on a line of playsets, and it looks kind of similar to the Lego films mm-hmm. that have live action and animation in them. And Playmobil sets are very similar to Lego, but a little bit different. Legos, that yeah, that's a that's a great example. Speaking of, I also heard that this past year, besides this movie, which is coming out, they signed a deal with Hulu to make an animated show based on ugly dolls. Oh, really? So that's another case of, of a movie that's already greenlit for a show. Yeah, but I'm not sure if it'll be based on the movie or not, though. Oh, interesting. So it might be a separate property. Yeah. Okay. It'll premiere on Hulu. Yeah, and there's a video game. For Ugly Dolls? Yeah, that's a tie-in video game that I think is it's going to be released April 26th, this Friday. And it's called Ugly Dolls, An Imperfect Adventure. I think it's a it's kind of a running joke that nowadays studios will find any product, any toy, and will somehow figure out how to turn it into a movie. And I think the punchline is that usually the idea itself is ridiculous, taking some random toy and turning it into a movie. But I think in recent years, especially with films like Lego Movie... They've that, been made into video games. Right. Well, Lego Movie took this toy and it, and it was a fantastic film, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's given a lot more credence to this idea of taking something as small as a toy, creating a great story around that toy, and then creating a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same idea. Like, even other things besides toys, like emojis became emoji movie. And right. video games, especially classic and even modern video games, like Angry Birds have been made into movies or are going to be made into more. Right, exactly. So I, it's a, it's an interesting trend to me because there there isn't necessarily a story attached to certain toys or video games or whatever the case may be. But studios are having a lot of success turning these popular toys into... Or brands also. Popular, uh, yeah. Brands, or video games toys. or things like that. Right. Brands, toys, video games into really successful movies that are well-received by a lot of people. I know, and I even heard that a Peeps movie is in development. 
That see that to me sounds ridiculous. How do you make a movie based on peeps? Because peeps have be- taken the world by storm. Right. Okay. So you take a candy, literally a candy, and then turn that into a movie. And I I guess that's it's kind of a fun exercise to take something that doesn't necessarily have a story attached to it and adapting it into something that is completely story driven. So Ezra, I have a question for you. So given that. Some of these things that are now being made into movies don't necessarily have a story or even a character attached to them. I know. Why do you think they are still so successful? Because they make money and people like that stuff. But I like to say that with the stories of these films that I really like, especially the ones that are colorful and high tech, Mm -hmm. because I like to say that color makes it a good story. By your criteria, you know, having a lot of colors, having a lot of production value, perhaps that then makes sense because with a brand or a toy or a video game, mm-hmm. you generally already have those colors mm-hmm. and production value established with those toys, right? Yeah. Okay. So what are some things that you're excited about in Ugly Dolls? It'll be fun and colorful and take place in a parallel universe. Are there any uh, particular characters that... Oh, like Moxie, the main character. Because a lot of animated films in recent years nowadays have female leads. Why do you think that is? Maybe because of the feminist age. Mm-hmm. Like Zootopia, Inside Out, Trolls, and Wonder Park, and like Frozen, of course, and Moana. Even Playmobil, which is coming out. You know, it's about time, right? That we even, see more female. Even Brave and Tangled, of course. And Finding Dory and Incredibles 2 have female main characters. What what kind of similarities have you noticed between a lot of these female leads? Do you, are there any kind of similarities or any Some. differences that you've noticed? I know that like Zootopia and Incredibles 2 are about feminism. And I think Judy Hopps and Elastigirl slash Helen Parr are kind of similar. Because they're kind of feminists. Yeah. I see what you're saying. They're kind of... And of course, Wonder Woman, which is live action, was about feminism. Right. And a classic Disney animated film about that kind of thing would be Mulan. Mm-hmm. And I know that I would find uh, Moxie, the main character in Ugly Dolls, kind of similar to um, Poppy from Trolls. Because she's pink in color, and she's the leader, and she has friends. Right. Yeah, and, she, and she's the one that's trying to help them get to, you know, the quote-unquote real world and taking that leadership role. Do you find a character like Moxie to be inspiring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing how she never gives up. Mm-hmm. And now she has comes up with good ideas and has big dreams. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think that's it for our feature presentation on Ugly Dolls. Again, it's coming out next Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday. And we'll be sure to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> So that'll be it for episode six. Before we go, though, we have a trivia question to answer and a trivia question to ask. So first to answer last episode's question, what was the last animated feature that Walt Disney supervised before his death? And the answer is, Ezra? The Jungle Book. Because it was he, he worked on it and he died when the film was in post-production. Okay, and when was the Jungle Book released? On October 18th of 1967, a little yet less than a year, which was, after, which was when Walt died on December 15th of 1966. Gotcha. Well, there you go. So that's the answer to last episode's trivia question. And now it's time for this episode's trivia question. What was 
SpongeBob SquarePants' original name than what was the original name of the show. Mm-hmm. Again, another question with two parts. So if you do know the answer, let us know by email or leave us a message on our Facebook page, Animation and Beyond. And yeah. Animation and Beyond is written and produced by Ezra Fieldsmeyer and Casey Cantrell with music by Noam Fieldsmeyer. We'd like to give a big thanks to the family and friends who have supported this podcast. Got a comment, question, or recommendation for future episodes? Let us know by leaving us a comment on our Facebook page or send us an email at animationbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later.